Welcome back to another episode of our Prayers Breathing Podcast. Thank you for tuning in to our Ignite Your Prayer Life series. We have talked about intimacy, growth, new things God wants to do. And last week's episode was focused on being intentional. So today we are going to continue the acronym of IGNITE as we talk about the timing of God, right? So this is such a fun topic where we have to focus on what it means to wait on God. God's timing is not always our timing. And so today we're going to talk about the timing of God and how to not get discouraged in your prayer life. So we have to talk about Abraham because Abraham is such a powerful story about having a promise from the Lord and then that time span in between. So you know that God has promised you something. You're believing God maybe for your family members, for your job, for a home, for salvation, for your loved ones, just so many different things. And in the time between when God promises us something and the time that that promise is manifested, there are so many trials and tribulations that can come to hinder us, that can come to discourage us, but we have to be hopeful and continual in prayer. All right, so let's jump right into Abraham. I love this story. It's so important. It's so good. And we're going to talk about it today, about the moment that God visits Abraham and promises him a son. He tells Abraham, you're going to have a son. He tells him, look towards the heaven. You're going to have your generation or your legacy is going to be like the stars in the sky. So let's jump right into Genesis chapter 15. Verse one says, after these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision saying, do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. I have to pause this part because before God goes to tell Abraham all the things, Abram, all the things that he's promising to him, he prefaces this with, I am your exceedingly great reward. And so whenever we are believing God for things, we have to know within our hearts that God himself all by himself, even if he does not do a thing for us, he alone is our reward. And so you have to take that posture and that perspective of knowing that God, you are my reward. And that's such a beautiful stance to have because it's not always about what God can give to us, but who he is to us. And there is a difference. So amen. I just had to touch that real quick. All right. Verse two, but Abram said, Lord God, what will you give me seeing I go childless and the heir of my house is Eliza of Damascus. Then Abram said, look, you have given me no offspring. Indeed, one born in my house is my heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him saying, this one shall not be your heir, but one who will come from your own body shall be your heir. Then he brought him outside and said, look now toward heaven and count the stars if you are able to number them. And he said to him, so shall your descendants be. And he believed in the Lord and he accounted it to him for righteousness. This is a life verse. This is a key verse. We talked about that last week about getting some key verses in Genesis chapter 15, verse six, believe in God and Abram believed the Lord and he accounted it, it says the Lord counted Abram's belief as righteousness. And so that's a powerful thing to remember that when we believe God, God counts that as righteousness. So God begins to tell 
Abram, you are going to have an heir. You are going to have a son that's going to come from your own body. And he challenges him to look outside. He says, look to the heaven, count the stars if you are able to. So we are not able to count all the stars. So in that God is just telling him the things that I have promised you are so much bigger than what you can imagine. They're so much bigger than what you can fathom. I was, um, talking to someone recently about their calling and their destiny. And sometimes the reality of it is God will not show us the whole picture of our destiny because it may be intimidating. Like what if God showed you all the things he has in store for you to do and you to become that may actually intimidate you. So we have to understand that God knows and in his timing, he will reveal to us the things that he needs for us to know in that season and in that moment. All right. So we're going to jump to verse chapter 16. This is a very familiar story about Abram and Hagar and Ishmael. And so in chapter 16, it says now Sarai, Abram's wife had borne him no children. And she had an Egyptian maidservant whose name was Hagar. So Sarah said to Abram, see now the Lord has restrained me from bearing children. Please go into my maid. Perhaps I shall obtain children by her. And Abram heeded the voice of Sarai. Then Sarai, Abram's wife, took Hagar, her maid, the Egyptian, and gave her to her husband, Abram, to be his wife after Abram had dwelt 10 years in the land of Canaan. So he went into Hagar and she conceived. And when she saw that she had conceived, her mistress became despised in her eyes. All right. Talk about a little bit of drama, if you will. So Sarah, Sarai, however you pronounce that before God changes her name, she has this idea about, okay, Abram, you should just go into my Egyptian servant and have a child that way. And I want to point this out because so many times when we are waiting on God and we get frustrated and things look impossible, we try to shortcut or we try to help God out. And so Sarah starts this saying, you know, she cannot have children. And so that's all that she could focus on was the impossibility. And she only focused on the obstacle. And so focusing on the obstacle, focusing on just the natural realm, because she was very old in age. And so she just looked at things from a very practical perspective, which is not wrong. But when God speaks a word, everything else has to come into subjection to what God has spoken. God will speak some things that goes beyond your natural comprehension. It goes beyond what you can fathom. It goes beyond logic, right? So Proverbs 3 verse 5 tells us, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. And it tells us don't lean to just your own understanding and what makes sense to you. So in this, Abram, they create Ishmael. And then God begins to speak that, you know what? Ishmael is not the promised son. And God begins to speak back to Abram. And this is so important because when we're waiting on the promises of God, we can shortcut what God wants to do, but it will never replace the perfect will of God and what God truly intended. So God truly intended for Abram and Sarah to have a child, not for Sarah to go and have Abram sleep with Hagar. This is such a beautiful story. If you have not read it, I encourage you to read it, especially the part about Hagar, because at some point, Sarah despises the child. We see that in chapter 16, but she also kicks Hagar out you know, so it's, it's a lot of <laughs> a 
drama in this passage. She kicks Hagar out. God himself shows up. He meets Hagar. He speaks to her and he reveals himself as the God who sees. So even when you feel broken, even when you feel rejected, even when you feel that you are mistreated and abused, understand that God sees you and God will come to your rescue. So amen. I'm going to get back on track. I'm not sure who that's for, but understand that God is the God who sees. Okay. So let's get right back into Abram. We're going to have to save Hagar for a whole nother episode because this is a beautiful passage and I do want to talk about it. All right. So when we get back to Genesis chapter 17, verse 15, then God said to Abraham, he changes their name, right? Then God from Abram to Abraham. And then he says, as for Sarai, your wife, you shall not call her name Sarai, but Sarah shall be her name and I will bless her. So now God gets more specific. He says, I will bless her and also give you a son by her. Then I will bless her and she shall be a mother of nations. Kings of people shall be from her. Then Abraham fell on his face and laughed and said in his heart, shall a child be born to a man who is 100 years old and shall Sarah, who is 90 years old, bear a child. And Abraham said to God, oh, that Ishmael might live before you. Okay. Verse 19. Then God said, no, <laughs> Sarah, your wife shall bear you a son and you shall call his name Isaac. I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant and with his descendants after him. And as for Ishmael, I have heard you behold, I have blessed him and I will make him fruitful and will multiply him exceedingly. Now, this is so beautiful because Abraham is like, listen, can you just take my Ishmael? Can you just take the thing that uh, my wife created by telling us to go into Hagar? And God's like, nope, the thing that I've spoken specifically to you, that is what's going to come to pass. And so even sometimes we want to just take the counterfeit or take the easy way out. And God says, nope, you're going to go through the process. Sarah, your wife is going to bear you a son. Okay. And God and his grace and his mercy, he still blesses Ishmael and he still honors Abram's prayer. But God is like, no, you know what? We're going back to the original plan. We're going back to what I already said and what I already spoke. So I want to encourage you even in that, that even in our own mistakes and our own shortcomings and the things that we create outside of the timing of God because of impatience and because of doubt and unbelief, we have to surrender those things to the Lord and truly submit to the process. And the way that you submit to the process um, three things. One, understand that God does not need your help. All right. So we have to understand that because so many times we want to help God. Number two, you have to pray in the timing that your faith does not fail. You have to pray that God will strengthen your faith, even as you're waiting, even as sometimes you may be frustrated. Um, you still have to believe God Third thing is you have to fully surrender in your heart. So even when things don't make sense, even when it feels like God has taken way longer than you planned, you have to be real and honest with God and surrender those raw emotions, surrender your own will and say, God, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. All right. So those are three quick tips. And then I want to take a look at how this ends because we're talking about the timing of God and just Genesis chapter 21. Again, you have to read this whole passage. 
It says, and the Lord visited Sarah as he had said, okay? Everything that God says is gonna come to pass. Every single thing that the Lord has spoken is going to come to pass. And so even if you take time to write down what God has spoken to you, to remember the goodness of God, as we talked about on our last episode, understand that everything God has spoken is gonna come to pass. So Genesis 21, and the Lord visited Sarah as as he had said, and the Lord did for Sarah as he had spoken. For Sarah conceived and bore Abram a son in his old age. And this is the part that I do not want you to miss. This is a key part. It says at the set time of which God had spoken to him. Do you understand that God has a set time for when his promises are going to come to pass? And there is nothing in our humanity that we can do to speed up the timing of God. It's almost like if you're at work, you want to speed up that clock till five o'clock, but you know that you cannot. You just have to press through it, wait on that time and understand that there's nothing you can do in your own power to make five o'clock come quicker so you can clock out. So it's the same thing with God. He has a set time. And we see that in chapter 21, verse one, that the Lord caused Abram to have a son in the set time of which God has spoken. And verse three, and Abraham called the name of his son who was born to him, who Sarah bore to him, Isaac. Then Abram circumcised his son, Isaac, when he was eight days old, as God had commanded him. So we see this is beautiful. God says, you're going to have a son. Your son is going to come through you and your son is going to come through your wife, Sarah. And God performed exactly what he spoke to the T. Now, I want to put just a quick quote in here. I was actually reading uh, my own book, which is called Before the Promise. And there's a chapter on the timing of God. There's a very powerful uh quote that I want to read to you. And it says, awaiting the promises of God, like a long distance run requires us to have the faith to keep running, but the stamina of endurance as we run, instead of focusing on the finish line, we have to find joy in the season we are in. So I want to encourage you, whatever you're believing God for, as you await his promises, that you don't become weary because you're focusing on the joy of this season. You're not just in fast forward, always thinking about a better day, but you find joy in today. And you understand that even though you do not see the promise yet, the promises of God are already fulfilled. There's a very powerful verse in Psalm 119 verse 89. And we're going to close out with this, but this is something that we have to understand. And this verse simply says this forever. O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. So God's word is already settled. It's already done. It's already manifested in heaven. So we are just waiting to see the manifestation in the earth, but God's word will not return to him void. Everything that he's spoken, every detailed instruction that he speaks is going to come to pass. So I just want to encourage you to continue to pray, continue to pray in faith, pray without weariness, because when you pray, you have faith that you will see what you are praying for, because that's really what faith is. Faith is us hoping and believing the things that we have yet to see. So if you already see it, then you really don't need faith. The definition of faith is believing. It's the evidence of things not seen. And so we have to believe God for the things that he's spoken, whether we see those things or not. 
Amen. I want to thank you so much for joining this episode. I'm going to close this out in prayer and pray that God will strengthen you and keep you and bless you. So God, I pray for each and every person listening to this podcast, whatever they are believing you for God, whether it's a spouse, whether it's a home, whether it's healing in their body, whether it's their children, their loved ones, oh God, whether they're believing you for just a greater level of intimacy in their prayer life and just growing and uh, breaking addictions and habits and deliverance and all these different things. God, I pray, Lord, that by your power, by your grace, by your strength, you will strengthen their hearts. God, we trust your timing. Our faith is not just in your word, but in the timing of your word. And we know that you are faithful and true. We know, oh God, that your word is settled in heaven. And I pray, Father, that your word will be settled in our hearts. We thank you for the blood of Jesus. We thank you for the power of your Holy Spirit. And God, we pray that you will ignite our hearts to fear you. And God, help us not to become weary. Strengthen every weary heart right now. And the same way that Jesus prayed for Peter, that his faith would not fail. God, I pray for each and every person listening that their faith would not fail, that they will be encouraged. They will stand strong on the word of God. They will know that you are not a man that you should lie and that everything that you've spoken will come to pass. We thank you for renewed faith. We thank you for strength. We thank you for peace. We thank you for joy and the Holy Ghost. In Jesus name, we pray. Amen. 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 I want to thank you for listening. I pray that if this podcast does bless you, that you go ahead and share it out, invite some other people to subscribe. Also, we are getting ready to close out the registration for our prayer is breathing retreat. You can get more information on our Instagram page, on our Facebook page, and you can register at www.prayerisbreathing.eventbrite.com. Again, that's www.prayerisbreathing.eventbrite.com. You can purchase your tickets there. We're going to have a powerful time of prayer, deliverance, prophecy, uh, just devotion and listening to the Holy Spirit. It's going to be an amazing, powerful weekend on February 28th through the 1st. It is a ladies prayer retreat here in Charlotte, North Carolina. Also make sure you check us out at awakechristianclothing.com. If you do want to purchase the book, (laughs) you can purchase the book on Amazon. Uh, That book is called Before the Promise by Latoya Bryant. I pray that it blesses you, especially if today's episode is something that you needed. I encourage you to get this book because it's all about waiting on the promises of God and knowing who God is and seeing the manifestation of what he has spoken. All right. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in. Any prayer requests, you can send those to prayerisbreathing at gmail.com. I'll see you as you tune in next week. God bless. Thanks.